children of the world, parents of the world, this is for you. I'm Rowena. And I'm April. We are best friends and moms to five young athletes and sisters to Olympic champions. We have a mission to inspire our kids and your kids through the stories of champions. Who am I? I'm a champion. Who am I? I'm a champion. Who am I? I'm a champion. Okay, today, young champions, we bring to you the wild story of skateboarder Liam Pace. This year, Liam made his X Games debut and he won. He won gold um, in the men's skateboard park. Uh, he's a Tucson native. He's only 21 years old and he's quickly making a name for himself. Um, he's versatile. He's crazy. He just brings a fresh, um, fresh perspective to everything he does. He skates street, ball, um, and even the mega ramp. So Liam, we're excited to get into your story. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you guys for having me here. Oh, it's so good. I remember being um, taken with you the first time I saw you skate in real life. And um, yeah, I've been excited to ask you all these questions. And my little boy Thor especially is really pumped every day. He's like, mom, when are you going to have a skater on the podcast? So finally <laughs> you're our first. <laughs> yeah. We're so excited to have you. So thank you. But bring us back. Tell us about like how it all started. Um, paint a picture of what your childhood was like in Arizona and how you got into skating. Um, so the first skateboard I ever got, I actually, I was born in Tucson and then I lived in Pennsylvania for a little while. And right before moving back, uh, for my fifth birthday, my dad got us like the complete kits that you like put together at big five and we built boards up and he just kind of started letting me skate around the basketball courts. And I think that was like a week before we moved back to Arizona. And I, as soon as we started, that's all I wanted to go do. So we found skate parks once we moved back and just it all that's all we did every day after school was let's go to skate park and that's kind of where it all began I love it were you the kid that dad had to like drag him from the skate park to get to oh, bed yes for sure and the rule was I had to have all my homework done before I could even go to the skate park and he was always like all right it's time to go I was like no 15 more minutes like I want to be here to skate and learn stuff Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's an amazing, that's actually amazing. So let's actually dive into that more. Is he, so your dad was, you know, was he really focused on education and made sure that that was taken care of before he would let you do what, you know, your sport? Uh, yeah, always all through high school and even college, but he realized that that was something I want, I wanted to focus on skating, but Throughout all of school before that, I had to be in honors and AP classes and taking steps towards that part of life as well. And if I didn't have straight A's, it was like, okay, well, you need to figure that out and get that fixed before you can go skate and do all the fun stuff. I think that's genius, really, because it helps because you might not have been as motivated for the school part, right? But then it made you do that because then as soon as you could get that done, you could go to the skate park. So it probably made you get your stuff turned in fast, huh? Yeah, I got very, very good at getting all my homework done before the end of the school day and just using like lunchtime to get papers done and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I definitely like would have rather been skating, but 
understood that it had value to be getting all my schoolwork done. And it wasn't just getting it done. Your dad was pretty on you for like, you can get straight A's, so get them. Is is that correct? Yeah, basically. He said like, if you can, like, you're a smart kid, you can get straight A's. Don't try to get anything less. It, it'd be stupid to not try hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he also see the value in skateboarding or was it more like, oh, whatever, do it, but it's not that important? No, he definitely saw the value in skateboarding more than most of the rest Mm. of my family did. He always supported me 100% in that. He just also wanted me to have school because he understood that you had to have both. Yeah. Smart guy. I think that's amazing. I actually have been doing that a lot with my my oldest son is 10 now and he start he's starting to, you know, I can start to see the slacking starting and he's really into baseball. And so I wouldn't say it's a full on threat, but it's definitely a, okay, well, if you're not going to do well in school, then I guess it's not important to you enough. So we're not going to be going to the, to the tournament. And he's the same way. He actually, cause he wants to do the same thing, be out there practicing and he's getting all his work done at school. And so all the time he comes home and it's like, doesn't have any homework. I'm so confused. He's like, oh yeah, I stay and do it at school because I want to be able to go straight to practice or straight to, you know, get there, get out there earlier. So I think that is a great thing. Your dad was on it. I love it. Yeah. I want to meet him. Sounds, get some tips from dad. (laughs) (laughs) Do um, did you have any friends that you skated with or were you like a lone ranger in Arizona? Um, I had a couple friends uh, when I was younger mainly, but I think around, it's hard to remember at this point, but around 11 or 12, they they all kind of like moved away or fell out of it. So I, and I skated with a lot of the older guys a bunch, but they weren't like friends outside of skating. I didn't really have too many friends outside of the skate park. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had people to skate with and stuff. I, I always liked skating around people and some older guys to kind of like, I guess like mentor would be a good description of it. Just kind of be out there. Yeah. Let's, um, let's talk about that for a little bit. I feel like in all the stories we hear, um, there's been a few people, whether they're just like a virtual mentor or like real in person, but who are the most influential people in your skate life? In my skate life? When I was younger, um, I always watched like John Cardiel and like Bob Bernquist and Danny Ways parts a lot. But in like in person people that I was around every day, Aaron Susky was a pretty big influence because I would always watch his stuff. And he lived in the same neighborhood as me, went to school with my dad, got to skate with him. And they actually, there was a couple of demos where Kevin Staub would come to the skate park and he always kind of took me under his wing and was super nice and kept in contact. And if I went up to California, I would skate with him, but he also was a big influence on me growing up as well. Mm. That's, um, it's so great to have that kind of, um, influence. Did you have people that really poured belief into you about your skating or where did that come from? How did you really gain your confidence in your sport the way you because it seems to me just watching you for for what I've seen that you are very confident and I just wonder where that's come from. Um that one I think I just kind of that's how it is when I'm on a skateboard I feel I I honestly don't, I don't know how to describe it like no one ever taught me that mm. with skateboarding I just kind of learned that I could fall and be okay and to not care about that part of it. But I was also, until I was 
probably around like 12 or 13, I had to wear full pads every time I skated. My parents would not let me skate without a helmet or knee pads or elbow pads. It was a big fight when I saw a couple of my friends stop wearing elbow pads to convince my dad to even let me take those off. And then probably by the time I was 13, I convinced him that I could take my knee pads off for street stuff and like stop wearing a helmet. But it was a lot of arguing back and forth. I am so glad that you mentioned this for all our young skaters out here, because I see that fight every day at the skate park. Um, Yeah, it's and I imagine wearing the pads and the helmet, you just got to skate longer because you were less hurt all the time, right? Yeah, I don't think I broke a bone or did I had any serious injuries till I was 10. Mm. And that's when I knocked a tooth out. Yeah, definitely wear your pads. It's worth it in the long run. You can learn how to fall without them and stuff when you're older. Mm-hmm. Street, I, it makes sense to not wear knee pads and stuff after a certain point, but learning all the basics and how to fall before you take the pads off is a very important thing. I think that a lot of kids don't understand. Mm-hmm. I love that. You're such a good role model. That's exactly what we need. That's what we love about this podcast because um, they need someone like you. They look up to you to to tell them like, you know, how important that is. So that's awesome. Well, let's talk about this year. You've had quite the year with your gold medal at the X Games, but I also know that you have had some challenges that could have taken you out. Maybe talk about what has, talk about all of that and, and how you've gotten through that and how that, how you actually rose above those challenges. Um, I mean, the only ch- the, the challenges that I've faced the last couple of years have just been injuries. And in late 2019 and in late 2020, I broke the same leg, um, oh. same spot, had to get surgery both times. Uh, I learned that it didn't heal from the first time and scar tissue got between. That's why I broke it again. But I had to go through the same process of surgery, not walking on it for six weeks, recovery strengthening that's the biggest thing is coming back and getting your strength back and feeling comfortable on the board being able to fall and not hurt yourself again but it definitely it makes you want to skate more when you're injured because you can't do the one thing you really want to do but you're so cautious when you come back from it it's hard to rebuild that confidence for sure yeah. How um, how quickly did it take you to build that confidence back? Honestly, I don't know. But I know I was on my skateboard rolling around way before they told me. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything crazy, just trying to feel what it was to skate again. Mm-hmm. But probably like six months to be fully strong and confident in myself again. Yeah. And mentally, did you have any... Um, kind of tricks that you did like words you say to yourself or visuals really. that you put in your mind no you just went out there and did it no it was just kind of like having fun again and not trying not to think about mm-hmm. the fact that you could hurt yourself like that it happens yep. it's not fun but it's part of skateboarding or any action sport yeah find the fun again that's it that's a secret huh i guess so yeah <laughs> When you hurt yourself, were you doing the same thing both times? Uh, No, two completely different things. Uh, The first time I was trying to film a trick that was uh, a little crazy, but I just wanted, I was trying to start a video part. So I kind of had the drive to just push myself. 
and I just fell on my leg the wrong way. Um, and then the second time I was just cruising around the skate park with my friends and must have slipped out a little weird on it and almost like sat on it again. And it just mm-hmm. kind of re moved the bones and split the plate like off my leg in the one section. Oh man. And then taking, and then going from that and then getting all the way to X games, like what, did that just take an insane, insane amount of hard work or what do you feel like your secret was to get, you know, kind of from that, like low all the way to this huge high? Um, I guess it would just be working really hard at, I just wanted, I didn't even think about X games because contests weren't Mm -hmm. even a for sure thing again at the beginning of the year. I just wanted to be back skating and the way I was before the leg break for the second time. And I, I didn't want to let two surgeries in a year on the same area impact me at all. I just wanted to keep skating like I have for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, that's basically it. You're just simple, like born to skate. Basically, yeah. It's It's yeah. kind of hard to think about life if I wasn't skating or if I couldn't it's such a a bummer when I can't because of injuries Mm -hmm. okay Liam tell us about your dad he sounds like he's your biggest fan and he's really proud of you does he like travel around to the contest with you and watch you um it's been a little while since he's done it I kind of asked him to stay home a little (laughs) because (laughs) he, he just like he brings out the nerves and I love him very much, but it's just, I mean, obviously it's nerve wracking probably watching your kids skate at a big contest, but I just like to not have to think about the fact that I'm there and Mm -hmm. try to just kind of skate. So he stays at home now, but I mean, I'll probably have him come to summer, some contest now that I'm kind of figuring it out for myself. But I asked him like, let me just do this for a little and figure out how to calm my nerves and work that out before like having you come to some of these really big ones that I would have worked really hard to get at. Cool. It's like, um, so it's pretty amazing how you're your own coach, actually, like listening to all your answers, like you just figure things out yourself. You know, I know you're at skate parks a lot and you see parents and little kids there. Do you, um, do you have any advice for parents out there who maybe want to get a little bit too involved with their kids? Like, skate hats? Um, <laughs> Definitely just let your kids skate. Uh, it's obviously the goal and or like the dream is to be a pro skater and all that. But when kids are so young, they are like, obviously some of the kids are going to get really, really good and do that on their own, but you can't force that. There's mm-hmm. no training in the world that could make your kid be better than they're going to be on their own. You can show them to have the drive to work for things and all of that. But especially when they're young, young, like Thor's age, they just, you just want to skate. I didn't listen to anyone. I would take advice if I was looking for it or if I wanted to do better. But being that parent who's coaching their kid and yelling at them to do this, this, and this just doesn't work. It, at least when I was younger, I was like, no, like, that's stupid. And it would, if anyone tried, which they didn't, like it would ruin the fun in it. And then mm-hmm. it would make me not want to do as good. So I just like helping out and suggesting things like, oh, hey, maybe you could try this. If, and like, you might do a little better or 
I've noticed that you do this and like for the contest purpose, like maybe do this instead. Like this is how a contest will work, but not you have to do this trick this many times or this high right now. We're going home. Mm, that doesn't help. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that we uh, we talked about this because I feel like it's really easy, especially if you're new into a sport, to like look around and see what other people are doing and, you know, wondering if you're being as supported as you can be. But it sounds like you're just telling us parents to just like let the kids be, figure it out themselves, have fun, learn Basically, through that's, doing. That's, that's the whole point of skateboarding in itself mm-hmm. is to have fun being on a skateboard and if you obviously if you want to do it on the contest or do skateboarding you'll figure it out eventually but you can't force it by any means can you actually um talk us through the contest like the x games and even if you can share a little bit of your strategy with your runs i think the young ones who are just starting to compete that would they'd learn a lot from your process and then I want to hear all about like what it felt like to to freaking win that's like x games and skateboarding is bigger than the olympics basically is that am I right there I would say so in the eyes of like an established contest x games mm-hmm. is the like the contest it's the biggest contest in action sports and the olympics is obviously the olympics but mm-hmm. I still don't know if it has the pull that X Games does, because there's only been one. I think it will be greater, but mm-hmm. just the first year. And it's still amazing. And, a, like, everyone who went worked very, very hard to be there. And the people who podium deserved it and skated better than I think I've seen any skating in a park contest. Yeah. But as of now, I'd say X Games is still a little bigger. Yeah, totally. So talk us through the day. I want to hear all about it as if we were there. <laughs> I mean, this year's X Games was definitely a little different than before because usually you're traveling to like Minneapolis or somewhere new and your focus is completely the contest, which my focus was that whole week leading up to it. But I was driving 15 minutes from home and going home every day, seeing my dog and my girlfriend and everyone. So it didn't feel too far off from a normal schedule. Mm. And it's a skate park that we've all kind of skated before. So it just felt like a normal session. And that's how the day was going too. The warm up session was everyone slowly coming in early morning, which is a little different than normal. Usually the guys contests are mid afternoon. So having to get there at 9am for practice was a, a tad bit early, just to be in the contest mindset. But if you're waking up, early normally it's not too far off and we were all skating and they just kind of sprung it on us that the contest was going Mm. they everyone was in there and stuff just kind of waiting and they were like oh yeah cj it's your turn go like contest going we didn't really know it was going to start we knew it was close but we didn't know exactly i think they started a little early on us too to surprise us um but then it was just like oh okay well i guess time for x games runs like let's go and it just kind of kept the session going which was nice it was a little different a lot of those bigger contests are a little bit they're stressful and i mean it was still stressful like you're at x games you're this year was different and they only invited eight people who they thought were skating the best and 
other than like the people that were in the Olympics, like they wanted the people that were going to skate the best there. And the one thing that I've been working on the past year is just not as much as you care because it's a big contest. You can't care about what happens. There's always another contest. There's more days. Mm-hmm. You're still skating. You shouldn't let anything just impact you having fun while you're skating. I try to not care about the fact that you're at a huge contest. And I'm finally just starting to get into that mode where I can not get the super gnarly butterflies and feel super nervous about like putting down your best run and all that when it comes like that time because it's definitely nerve-wracking no matter what contest you're at like oh gosh I gotta skate my hardest right now and put down the best run and try to win you know yeah yeah do you have a strategy like do you go a bit of a safer run first or do you tell us through like how you figure out your runs um so when there's a lot of contests these days have open qualifiers then there's a quarterfinals, a semis, and finals. So you got four rounds of contest to go through, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So when it comes to like that kind of a schedule, yeah, for sure. You put down like not as hard a runs first because you just want to secure your spot for the next day. And you don't want to show the judges everything you got, obviously, because then when it comes time, if you make it to finals, you're, they're going to be like, oh, you've already seen that. Ah. So you just have to be in the mindset of you could – You should probably have different runs through the course, but you should definitely have different tricks for every run and kind of, it's a different mindset to actually think about if your, your contest runs in order and for what round of the event they're going to be. And you might have to put one of your gnarlier runs down in the quarter or like the semifinals that was going to be your finals run just to make it there mm-hmm. and then kind of improvise from there. But you just have to know what tricks you have in different spots and actually put in that thought nowadays. It's so interesting being part of a judge sport. Do you ever feel like that can be frustrating or is it, or is it just you're kind of used to it because you've been doing it? I mean, definitely used to it and used to seeing what they want in a contest But, I mean, it can always be frustrating at times. And maybe you think, like, your friend, because we're all friends out there, like, you may think, like, oh, my homie put down, like, the gnarliest run ever, but then the judges don't score it that way. And you're kind of like, what the hell is going on? But, I mean, that's skateboarding. It's all subjective. And every contest is a little different. Yeah. Do you feel like, you know, I've heard you talk about – some of the harder things that you've dealt with in your life, which are not average, they're not usual. Um, We can get into that in a little bit, but do you feel like the actual sport of skateboarding where you're just like grinding away, you're, you know, being so persistent at like learning new tricks, getting up, just not giving up on those tricks. Do you think these, um, have these skills in skateboarding or this like I guess habits that you've built have helped you get through some of the other hard things in life that have come at you oh 100 percent. I think that it has and it it skateboarding itself is an outlet to be free and do whatever you want and get away from all that Mm -hmm. stuff but it also teaches you those skills of 
pushing past those hard things yeah because yeah. there's always like a better outcome if you just work at it mm-hmm. yeah I know life's pretty awesome right now you're living the dream living in California skate pro but a couple of years ago um you were in a pretty tough spot you were telling me tell me what life looked like when you were in Arizona looking after your little sister who you told me has apraxia you were like the main caregiver working full-time trying to skate university full-time am I right is this all the things that were on your plate a few years ago yeah basically my dad was traveling for work so he could support us and he was trying to get something a little more local but as of then that's what he had so I was taking care of her making sure she got to school on time feeding her all Mm. the above Mm. and I was also working pretty much full-time at the indoor skate park they let my hours be flexible to whenever I could go in there which was the only way I could have had a job at that point yeah and I was doing my first semester of college trying to get that done because I wanted to go and I'm still going to go back for mechanical engineering and skating traveling trying to get all that done at once and it was very very hectic I think I probably got four or five hours of sleep a night if I was lucky wow um and then yeah that was basically life for that whole six months Hmm. to a year it was pretty hectic did you ever have a feeling of like, oh, it's all too hard. I'm going to give up on the dream of being a skate pro or was that always really at your forefront keeping you going? That was the, that was the dream and that's definitely what kept me going. Maybe not necessarily like skate pro, but just I want to skate. That's that's all I want is to be able to skate. And I I knew that it was hard and I was having to put in a lot of work just to be able to skate and do all those things, but that it would eventually get a little easier and I could manage it. So why not? So was then that when you made the decision to move out to California or, um, Um, no. So I decided that I should take a break from school and focus on skating because that's also when the Olympics was really becoming a thing and they were starting the qualifying contest. I got to go to the first seating event for it all in China. And I said, well, I want to focus on this and school is always going to be there and I can go back. I should focus on this for now. And my schedule is too hectic to balance all of that and a lot more traveling for skating. So I stopped doing, like I put school on hold. And at that point, my sister had gone to live with my mother for other reasons and I was able to focus on working and skating and I ended up staying in Arizona for another six or eight months I think just doing that and then I finally decided you know what I think that I should move to California for skating if I'm going to focus on this 100% I want to be where all my friends are at skating because they'd all slowly started to move out here and I can work out there and make it work. And that was right before COVID hit. Mm. Was that scary making that move to just like pick up and move to California? 
it was definitely very scary because I'd lived in Tucson in the same house basically my whole life and just picking up and saying bye to the family I had out there was pretty crazy but once I moved out here it felt natural for sure shutting the back door and that's when would you say that's been the best best year of your life so far oh yeah definitely it's definitely been the best year almost two now yeah that I've had ever I've gotten to I've had some injury like another broken leg but I couldn't have asked for anything more I've just been able to skate every single day that I can it's amazing what does um what's it actually mean to be a pro skater? I hear lots of like fights back and forth with the little kids. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear your take on that. I mean, growing up, and I still think this is the truth is that if you have a pro skateboard, you're a pro skater. And if you've earned that, you are a pro. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a it's a weird line nowadays because you could be someone who doesn't have a pro board and go win a huge contest that people that do have pro boards are competing at Mm -hmm. but I think that's just the difference like it's just there's so many people skating now that have gotten so good because they have the access to these good skate parks and spots and especially in a place like California where you can make the pro thing of reality a lot faster than maybe the industry can pick it up. But that's just because there's so many people out there and it it's definitely a confusing thing, but I don't like, I guess I would consider myself pro because I won an X games, but I still think it, it feels funny to say, that because I don't have a pro board because in my eyes that's what oh, makes you pro. okay this is really fascinating good to know well I'm excited for when your pro board comes out it's coming I believe it <laughs> one of these days maybe I love it can you tell us what um do you what does champion mean to you I guess it's I mean it's not only someone who's won at something that they they've done but it's someone who's worked very hard to get there because nothing comes easy and I don't think you could become one without working extremely hard and pushing through difficult times and situations. So I'd I'd say that just someone who's persevered through anything and everything in their way to do what they love or what they want and meet their goals. Yes. And who, um, who right now in your life pushes you, pushes you to be greater, better than you are now? I guess some some of my family does, but mainly I just push myself because I always know that there's, Mm. and this is something I've learned from skating. There's always more, like you're never done working that you can't just, if you could be happy with what you have. And I, I definitely am happy with what I have, but why not work for more? Why not strive for better and keep pushing? I love that. That's great. I I feel like if every champion, young champion, kid, whatever could have that kind of life model, that is um, just an amazing thing to have inside you. Um, Okay, one last question. What would you tell your 10 year old self? And do you feel like there's anything that you feel like you do that really helps you be the champion that you are? Because you are a champion in in our eyes. And we really, (laughs) we really feel like if you have any tips that you feel like would help the young champions trying to walk in your shoes, that'd be awesome. 
Um, if I, I guess I would just tell my 10 year old self to keep having fun and not get, cause I definitely got a little discouraged when I was younger because I didn't really have friends to skate with that were my age, but just to keep skating like I did yeah. and okay. don't ever get frustrated and give up. Cause there's, if you keep working, it'll work out for sure. Just if you have any tips that, that you feel like along your career have helped you that would help somebody if you like if you had uh you know a younger a younger champion that really wanted to be just like you and you were like okay this is this is what I feel like is going to really help you let's do x y and z what do you think that would really help them I mean first off it's just be a good person to other people don't do like don't fall into I think it's a big thing in society today to kind of be a little shithead or something like that like don't fall into that like do what you want because you want to don't but all the other people influence you because there's a lot of that peer pressure these days, especially in the skate parks. And don't get frustrated when things don't work right away. You might have to come back to them, and it, that could be with anything, to make it work. But you can if you put in the effort. Yeah, those. Uh, I personally am really pumped about those tips, Liam. I also, it's been such a fun conversation getting to know you a little bit more too. And what you said about being a champion and, you know, your very end there to just like be a good human. I, that was one of the reasons why I really have been wanting you on this podcast to share with the kids. Cause I was taken with you the very first time I saw you at Poods Bowl and you were just helping all the little kids out there doing your thing. I think you were prepping for some Olympic qualifier and you just had the time and the energy to help other kids. And I loved that. And that's really the vibe of um, this podcast, being you and then giving back. So thank you. We are excited to watch your career. I know it's just begun. Um, you're a cool human. Thank you so much. 